All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Locked On NHL with Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. I'm Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. We have a power ranking for you guys today, and that is head coaches. We're going to get to the top 10 head coaches based on the voting of us NHL hosts, not just Adam and I. I always have to throw that out there across the whole network. Uh, a couple of retirements happening uh, a couple of days ago in the NHL. We'll talk about those and maybe some big storylines that we're kind of looking forward to maybe materializing as the season goes along. Training camps have opened. Uh, it's a good time to be a hockey fan because the season is right around the corner. Get excited. Let's do this. You're locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. There we go. How are you doing, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. With me, as always, on Thursday, Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. And it is a power ranking that we will get to, as I mentioned in the opening. Uh, some voting on head coaches. And it's an interesting one. There's some on there that I didn't expect to be on there, so we will discuss that. But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And the first thing that we wanted to get to today was uh, those retirements that happened uh, the other day in the NHL. Some big names hanging up the skates, hanging up the gloves. Uh, and what happens next for these couple guys, namely Zdeno Chara and P.K. Subban. Uh, I think the Chara one... That was just bound to happen sooner or later. The guys played, you know, 87 years in the league. Uh, you, you knew that was going to come around sometime. You With Subban, you maybe thought there was a team that just might take a chance on him. And I think he just held out as long as he possibly could. Maybe there was a team out there uh, that was willing to throw out, you know, minimum dollars for him. But it was probably likely not a team that was competitive. And in the end, he was like, I know I have a good thing wherever I want to go in a booth because he's really good at doing that. Yeah. So I think he just figured I might as well go do that route. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, not just because uh, I, I think everybody loves to make fun of the way PKS Subban just just backskates on all the time but yeah. I, I if you remember chris he was one of my he was my biggest prediction i think uh whether it be late last season or going into this season uh that the edmonton oilers would eventually sign him at some point or pick him up and and a little disappointed now saying that. really i don't remember you saying that really I, no I, well i mean we throw out a lot of predictions we do when i we get together here. so We're, you, usually, yeah, when we throw out our predictions, it's it's fast, it's loose, it's reckless. <laughs> just like P.K. Subban's playing style. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I really thought he had a lot more in the tank for him. Um, I, I don't think... Yeah, what is he, 34 years old or something Yeah, like the guy is like, still, by NHL standards, young. And he didn't really play a whole ton last year with the Devils, so kind of figured the guy doesn't really have a lot of miles left on it out of a lot of miles to, to to really go but i mean listen he's smart he knows that now he doesn't need to go out there and and get beat up on the ice he could just be in the booth you know talk about fashion is you know my favorite thing about pk Subin i'll always remember is the big uh 
Dudley do right hats that he yes. wore into the building. Um, but yeah, him, uh, Keith Yandel's a Dan O'Chara. Chara, I, I think at this point, like if he didn't retire three years ago, I thought he it was he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna play till he's 50 or until mm. the league just doesn't want him anymore. Uh, but not surprised with Chara though, because I was telling you before we jumped on, uh, I was actually in the building for his last game against the mm. Bolts. Uh, Steven Stamkos uh, hat trick, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, and uh, the guy, the guy couldn't move. I mean, when he was on the ice, uh, played very little that night. And then obviously Keith Yandel, who um, surprised. I, that was one, I think that was the one that surprised me the most was probably Yandel, just because he always seems like a guy that someone always is in need of that player who's who's going to play every night and who's going to be solid. I think the funny thing about Yandel is like, obviously he had, you know, that Iron Man <clears throat> streak yeah. going, which just ended. Yeah. Like, like towards the end of last season. Uh, so then he decides to hang it up, you know, months later. I think that's the the weird thing. You know, when you have guys that do that and then when the streak ends, they kind of just fall back into normal playing time where yeah. You know, if they're if they're gonna take a night off, I'm talking about like like baseball and stuff like that. When Calvin Jr. was doing it, like after his streak was over, he, it's not like he rarely played, but he was taking days off all the time. Yeah. It's like, all right, I don't need to do this again. But right. he played a number of seasons after his streak was over, and it's just it was surprising for Yandel to say like, all right, the streak is over. That's really all I had to go on. <laughs> And yeah. and I just I'm just gonna hang it up. This but PK Subban did surprise me because yeah. he is younger. You know, I think like I'm thinking right with 33, 34. You still can get a number of seasons out of him for you know for and for him to do it this late. Uh, you know, training camp opening up clearly states that he was trying to find somebody to latch on to, but it was yeah. either uh, you know a bottom feeding team and likely money. Because yeah. what he was making last year, he was going to make nowhere near that. And that might have been a hit to his pride uh, to make, you know, maybe league minimum yeah, or close to it. And he was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go out there for that much. Uh, I can be nice and cozy in a studio somewhere. So uh, all three guys, I think, you know, obviously very good careers for for all of them. Chara, Hall of Famer, no doubt. Um Subban, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really nah. think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, and Yandel, while that streak is, you know, an all-time streak, I can't put you in the Hall of Fame just because of that. Got to have some stats, too. Yeah. One one cup win between the three of those guys, too, as well. Uh, which wow. pretty much shocked me, considering Yandel, it almost seems, has played everywhere. Uh, it always seems as though as every year yeah. we're, we're talking about him being on a different team. And, and there was a while there, I believe, um, once he left Arizona and he went to the Rangers, you know, and then you expect him to kind of be in the thick of it. He was with Florida for a couple of years. They were pretty good as well. Uh, kind of figured a guy like that, you know, kind of a, mm. a, a guy who's hung around for a while, kind of like the best comparison I could think of right now is like a Patrick Marlowe. Joe Thornton kind of player, you know, always mm -hmm. trying to get that last elusive cup kind of figured he was going to get that. But, uh, and, and surprise also as well, like I said, because everybody loves him and the fact that he couldn't find a team, um, 
and maybe there's other reasons as to why he he retired maybe he just doesn't want to do this anymore yeah uh, yeah i mean did you see that i'm sure you have that uh, graphic that's going around about now that char has retired there's yes. there's nobody left in the league that has lost to the maple leafs in the first round <laughs> i mean you you see that and you're, you laugh but it's that's incredible when you really think about that yeah. and how long the guy's been in the league that's insane and it's kind of embarrassing if you're if I, you I are think- uh, toronto I think they'll take. I think. Um, I think when the Hall of Fame votes start pouring in, I think that that will be held against Chara, and that will yeah. be the thing that that will keep them you from think, getting into the Hall. Oh yeah, that one thing. Like yeah, you lost to uh, Listen, Toronto. You were the cap- first one. Yeah, you were the captain of a Stanley Cup team. You played for a Big Six team for many years. But listen, it, it, it's we we can't look the other way on this. You lost to Toronto yeah. in the first round. It's holding so. you out. Can't do it. I mean, it's, and it's, you played for the Islanders twice. <laughs> yeah very true so good careers um yeah so uh and all on the same day too which yeah. was it was like retirement day for some reason in the nhl uh but then nathan mckinnon decided to sign his contract so that made me feel a lot better um all right let's hear from bet online and then adam and i are going to look at some of the uh, storylines that we're kind of looking forward to heading into this season but first, we have betonline.net. It's your number one source for football betting this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, live betting, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, sir. So there's always storylines that are kind of like floating out there that kind of just keep having a story of their own as the season goes on. Um, are there any out there for you that you're kind of just keeping a side eye on, uh, as the season progresses? Because for me, I think the biggest one is going to be, what are the Hawks going to do with Taves and Kane? You'd have to think that their, their time is, is coming to an end and come trade deadline uh, they likely will flip them for some assets and trade and, and, and draft picks and whatever the case may be. But uh, or do you think it could happen earlier? If there's another team out there that maybe is not starting as hot as they want, or maybe just slow getting out of the gate, put a package together. Let's jumpstart something and do a little bit earlier. Or do you think it goes to the trade deadline? I don't know. That's a hard question to ask. I, I it's not very often do we see trades early early on in the nhl season i mean then again for all we know uh you know one of these top teams who are looking and also have the trade cap uh capital to to pull off such a trade um i i I don't see anybody making a trade that early on i think this is going to be a deadline deal uh i actually would go a step further and 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 i really think that we will see Kane a hundred percent move. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think really what it comes down to is what team, if he approves of what whatever team wants him the most, and and if that's where he wants to play for the remainder of the season, uh, and and what kind of deal that the Blackhawks will be getting. I don't think Taves gets moved. 
I think Taves is perfectly fine with being in Chicago. You know, he's been mm-hmm. the ca- captain there, which seems like forever. He's won three cups there. Uh, I think that he's one of those guys that he was there during the bad times. He built it up to what it was. And I think that he still thinks that they could turn it around. Mm. Um, um, really? But yeah, I, I, okay. I he just stri- he just strikes me as one of those people that he's willing you know, regardless of where he is in his NHL uh, career, he's willing to to take a few more bad years in order to to be the captain at the top of a NHL team once again. Um, but what what teams are at the top of your list, especially mm-hmm. for Kane? Because I think that's the the player. Obviously, everybody is watching. Um, what teams are at the top of your list? Actually, the favorites to get Patrick Kane because I, I, I from from everything I see, I it seems like yeah. the, the Rangers are a slam dunk for this. You keep hearing that. You, you keep hearing the Rangers getting thrown around, and I don't know who's a favorite. I don't think there's any real favorite right now. I think it's more of uh, fit. Like who's he fit well with? Um, and it could be the Rangers. Yeah, that, that would make some sense. But I, I just kind of f- feel like a guy like him uh, will go to a team you're not expecting. You know, like a team that is not necessarily at the top of the standings, but pushing for a playoff spot. And and maybe they, they got one of those teams that like makes that decision. Do we go for it or do we just, you know, pump the brakes and you know, if if we make the playoffs cool, if not, that's fine too. Because even if we get into the playoffs, we know that we're not going to do much damage. So there's there's always those teams that are like on like towing that line, and you get teams that go both ways on that. You get teams that say like let's let's go for it. If we can get a guy like him. Yeah, if we can make it to the playoffs, we can do something. Um, right. And who are those? kind of like a middle of the road teams right now. I mean, it's beginning of the season. You have no idea who it is, but could it seem like the Kings do something. You know what I mean? The the way that they're building it is the right way. So I don't know if they'd want to go blow that up and get rid of a lot of like prospects, but it's always possible. Yeah. Team like the Rangers, uh, maybe, maybe a team like the Islanders ponies up and, and throw something out there. You you have no idea. at this stage of the season, because, you know, a puck hasn't dropped yet, it's really wide open. And I think that's why you wait, uh, because you see how the standings play out and where teams fall. Um, and then it could be a team at the top of the stands that says, let's get better. Um, mm-hmm. Or that middle of the road team that says, let's get a guy like him and, and make a serious push. So you're saying Vegas is going to get Kane. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 you that, know what? Yeah. As as much as I think that it's eventually going to be the Rangers, I don't know. I, I think it would be irresponsible for us right now, especially after everything that we have seen over the last couple of years, Chris. To, to right. I have no idea to, to not count out Vegas or a team like that, a team who is willing to just not be able to play its pay its players in order to get the top talent. Oh, man. Um, I, well, I just, and that that was a team that I have written down here. Yeah, uh, you know that that's storyline to me is is Vegas missing the playoffs last year is unacceptable for them, um, but they couldn't really do much to Im- improve themselves. Are they kind of banking on you know having Jack Eichel 
healthy for a full season is all we need to, to really yeah. correct this. Not having him, uh, only having him a few months last year, you know, we were put in a tough spot and now going into this season, we'll be fine. Or is it like, no, you guys are still screwed. You are very top heavy. Your goalie situation is a nightmare right now. Um, what do you think? What do you think Vegas does? I mean, they they have to figure out their cap situation, and and <laughs> no, I <laughs> and they won't, and they won't. You, you can't, Chris. You can't be biased when, when it comes to Vegas. We, we it's very well documented about how how much you hate, and at the same time enjoy the the failures of the Vegas Golden Knights. Here's but, the thing with Vegas, like. They're the first team that I dislike. Like you like you dislike teams because of specific players. Yeah. Maybe you don't like the fan base. This is like the first team I dislike because of the front office. How often do you do you dislike a team because of like who's in charge? I'm not talking head coach. I'm talking GM and president. That's what annoys me about this. Team. I've never I, and I thought about that the other day. I'm like I've never disliked a team because of the suits. Congratulations, hmm. Vegas. Anyway, well, you were saying I interrupted you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I, I just I don't know. I off the top of my head, I don't know how a deal like this would even happen. Where Chicago would come out on the other end of that, thinking that they won? Because listen, Vegas has a good system, but it is what? How much is too much? For because I think that's what the conversation is going to be had over the next couple of months is Patrick Kane. Yeah, he's still one of the best players I believe in in the league, and he has that ability to to kind of carry a team at certain points throughout uh, a se- the season. But you know, he's not twenty five anymore. So really, the question is, how much is too much, and how much is under mm-hmm. underpaying? for for Patrick Kane at this point in his career because listen I don't think he's if if you're the worst team in the league but you somehow you know want to make a deal for Patrick Kane is the first overall pick overpaying for him at this point in his career you know I think that's yeah. the point you kind of have to start at is he worth the first overall pick and then you kind of work your way down no so no no he's not definitely not um uh, yeah, I'll, I will definitely be watching Vegas, uh, begrudgingly, but I will be watching Vegas. I mean, at this um, point, just for the what, sake of hearing you scream and yell, I just want him to go the, to a, a, a Western Conference team. That's, that's, that's all I want at this point. Uh, I, I'm not against stuff like that, man. Like, I, I like playing against, like, best of the best, so I wouldn't be against that. So, um, Patrick, Patrick Kane yeah. in Nashville? Is it, that I, We're going to move on. Uh, yeah. So do you, how, how much do you think, uh, people are going to be watching the Florida Panthers and the Calgary flames and comparing like how their seasons are going and if it's not working out for Florida, I mean, Florida's, they have a good team, but just for whatever reason, if they're not last year, they were just plowing through everybody. And, you know, I think people in the fan base, we're expecting that to happen again going into the season, and then they make a massive deal. Um, so do you think that there's going to be a lot of comparisons between those two teams? And if Florida is not performing like they should and Calgary is outperforming them, 
there's going to be some maybe buyer's remorse on the the side of Florida Panthers and and the fan base. That's yeah, that's an interesting question because I was talking about this on my show as well when I was doing uh, division foe, you know, roundups and and looking at mm-hmm. them and how things have changed. And I don't, I I can't sit here and definitive, definitively say that Florida Panthers won that deal. I mean, yeah, you got Matthew Kachuk, and and yeah, he's a very talented player. But last year was his first hundred point season, and you gave up mm-hmm. a guy. What you gave up in return. Uh, was one good quality player who's, in my opinion, I think a top three forward. Yeah. And then the other is top three in the uh, MVP voting. So right now, if done to my head, no, I don't think they won that trade. I mean, really, this all hinges on what Matthew Kachuk does this season. You know, if he yeah. comes out and has a rather pedestrian season, then I think a lot of Panthers fans are going to be pissed. <laughs> I, I, I think that... Absolutely. Uh, I think that anything short of a MVP season for this guy is going to be a failure when when I we're mean, looking at that trade. I mean, you gave up your your best player um, and you let go of your coach who, yeah. you know, one coach of the year. And, you know, so it's you made some real ballsy moves. If they don't work out, you're gonna have a very unhappy fan base. So I, I think I, I will say though, I think hiring Paul Maurice was a phenomenal move. I, I think it was a no move. move. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but time will tell. And then finally, uh, the Seattle Kraken year two. I, I, I mean, nobody's expecting him to like move mountains or anything like that. But at, just out of sheer you have guys that are going to be on this team for two years in a row now should just be better. Uh, what's a good season for them? Just an improvement in points or should you feel like, okay, like we got that season out of our system. So uh, let's at least maybe push for a wild card spot. Is that out of the realm of possibility? I don't know. I would have said going, you know, if last year was year two, for this team, I would have said, yeah, like wild card is definitely within reach uh, with the roster you have. But, you know, the emergence, if you want to call it that, of of what the Kings and the Ducks did last year. I mean, the West is going to be insane this year. You know, we so much has talked about the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference as a whole. But I think the West is going to be just off the charts this year, especially with you know, San Jose continuing to get slightly better year by year. And then obviously you have you guys in Colorado, you have, you have the, the blues, you have Mm -hmm. the Oilers, you know, you have a, a a very good handful of teams to where, you know, you look at Seattle. I don't know if a wild card spot is even within grasp. I, I think, yeah, overall performance is better. I mean, really last year we, we spoke about on the show where it was certain times this team was pathetic. And I I have faith if I'm looking at their roster right now, I have faith in what they could potentially accomplish this year. You got Oliver Borkstrand, uh, Andre Barakowski, uh, Matty mm-hmm. Beniers, uh, you know, really good foundation there with right. a lot of other players around him. Former Lightning player, Yanni Gord, of course, got to throw that out. Um, the goaltending situation, I think, is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, you have Drieger, Grubauer, and Martin Jones there. So, you know, what's what's going to happen there in goal? And and I really yeah. think in the end, you know, if you could get 
solid goaltending from those three guys down the stretch. I think maybe they could be a fence team, but I mean, we're still, I mean, it could go either way, Chris. I mean, they could come out and play well, or they could come out and overperform, or they could completely, you know, crap the bed like we saw them last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I think an improvement is in the cards. Um, but you know, like you said, they have they have a really good foundation with some really good young players, so they need to materialize. Um, but do they have enough like firepower? They're not going to outscore teams. You know what I mean? Like they have some good offensive weapons, but not top to bottom. So um, I, I, at least you know, I think they'll be more of a enjoyable team to to watch because they were not last year. Um, so, and I think in that aspect, yeah, that's, that's an improvement. You're making well, an they, expansion team. You're making yeah. baby steps. Yeah. They had 60 points last year. Uh, what's, mm. uh, if you're a Kraken fan, what is your, your, your number in points that you would be satisfied, uh, without a playoff <clears throat> appearance that this was a successful season? Mine, maybe my expectations are a little high. I would say 75. Yeah. That's 70. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So that's, uh, you know, I think, and that's doable. Yeah. So they had 60 last year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's only what, seven more wins, seven and a half more wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could ask for that easily. So, yeah. All right. Uh, there's always some storylines that we can talk to and maybe talk about maybe next week. We'll even add a, a couple more. Uh, but for now, we're going to get to our final topic of the day. And that is the power ranking of the coaches across the NHL. We have the top 10 for you, and we're going to put them up on the screen. Let me organize this. If you are watching on YouTube, there they are. If you are listening in your car or at home, uh, I'll read the top 10 for you. Number 10, Peter Laviolette. Number 9, Bruce Boudreau. Number 8, Bruce Cassidy. Number 7, Craig Berube. Number 6, Gerard Gallant. Number five, Mike Sullivan. Number four, Rod Brindamore. Number three, Jared Bednar. Number two, Daryl Suter. And number one, Mr. Tampa Bay Lightning, John Cooper. Uh, Any issues with this, sir? I'm going to think that you do not, at least at the number one spot. But uh, for the rest, any that you surprise should be that that are surprised that are on here. And you feel like they should not be any people that you think should be. Um, I think um, I think Paul Maurice should be in the conversation. Uh, yeah. I spoke about him a little bit before. I mean, the guy, one of my favorite coaches in the league, had a fantastic run with Winnipeg there, uh, and, and now he is in a way better situation. Um, I think, you know, as the season progresses, obviously these these odds will change. We will see him at least in the top 10. La Violette, I think, is going to drop out. I think the Capitals are pretty much – I think they're going to drop out of a playoff contention spot this year possibly. Who knows? Maybe they'll yeah. sneak into it. But my my point of view with this is that I I think Cooper should have at least won once out of the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously he didn't, but I, I think this year, I think his chances are very good with that just because the team isn't the big, bad Tampa Bay lightning as what we're used to here in Tampa seeing, you know, the yeah. coming off the Stanley cup final loss, you know, 
little bit of a, a shakeup in the roster. Lost a couple of your top guys. Um, I really think that the the coaching is going to be a bigger part than it. You know, it's not the old days last couple of years where you could just roll out Coach Point and Stamkos and you know and and company and say go play hockey and then you know you, right. you rattle off 110 points. Uh, I think this is going to take some real uh, strategic uh, maneuvering this year for Coop. Uh, Soder, I really like his odds. Like I said, I, I like we were talking before. You know what? He gets Huberto, and I believe Tippett was part of that 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 trade. Um, you get those two guys to start clicking right away in in Calgary. I think a lot of people are gonna gonna jump on the Suter Flames bandwagon real quick. Uh, just because of if they get off to a good start, especially without Manny Kachuk, I think a lot of people. I think it's going to be a story a lot of people are going to love watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Cassidy does not belong on this top ten list. I'm sorry. Uh, if he was still coaching Boston, sure. Yeah. Uh, if if you're going to a brand new team, uh, I think it's tough to put. Even though Vegas should be you know a, a good to decent team this year. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think you just automatically get thrown into a top ten list because is, is, what are we doing? I mean, are, are we are we basing it on just the coach or what the coach has done with the team that he's currently with? There's so many factors that come into when you do power rankings, and for me, that that's like that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't put uh, like Peter DeBoer anywhere near a top ten because he's with a brand new team. Like you don't know how they're going to do. So I think it's a little bit of a stretch to put him on here. And I like Bruce Cassidy. I really do. Like I heard when he was going to Vegas, I just kind of like sulked in my pillow for a little while because that's just not a matchup that I wanted to see because I like him. Um, And we all know how I feel about Vegas. So, uh, but I think that's just, it's rough. We had a conversation the other day, Kyle and I, my co-host about uh, Bruce Boudreaux being on here. Everybody loves Brucey. Like, you know, I mean, he doesn't. Who doesn't? You have he's to. The man. Bruce, there it is. He is <laughs> he is incredible. And and you know, if you ever had a a coach opening uh, and he was available, he would be on every single team's oh, list. Yeah. You know, like he he's just and he's a great coach and he's a likable guy. Uh and we were kind of talking about that. It's like, okay, like how I'm saying Cassidy's brand new with his team. Bruce is fairly new with his team so i'm okay with him being like kind of towards the bottom of of a a top 10 um i mean he's at number nine but that that's uh one that's really close just because he got there i thought it was like mid-season when he got there and kyle was saying no it was it was earlier than that i don't remember i want to say exactly when it was i want to say it was around like march if i'm not mistaken that's what i thought on it, like, well, I thought maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. Um, Kyle thought it was like in between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm like, man, Kyle I don't does, think so. I, Kyle I, doesn't I know. know what time of the year it is, anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> He's on Alabama time, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. let me ask you this question so, yeah, <clears throat> what is it going to have to take, in your opinion, for Bruce Brudo to win the Jack Adams? I mean, I think. It would have to be top three in the West, right? I mean, I like a guaranteed playoff spot. Um, yeah, guaranteed playoff spot. I think one of the best teams in the West, um, especially with the, the 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 names that you have on this list, because um, you know it, it, it's you have a lot of storylines and a lot. Of, I think Gallant, and and that goes back 
I, I think Gallant's going to go up in that list. I think the Rangers are set to have a huge year this year. Uh, like mm-hmm. I stated before, Paul Maurice, I think he's going to sh- he's going to shoot up this list uh, not too far into the season. Uh, I think your boy Jared Bednar, I think he's always in the mix now, especially with what they did last year. He won last year, right? If I'm not mistaken, won the Jack Adams. Yes, new. Who was... That's the, that's the thing in in Avalanche circles is the guy never gets nominated. Um, who the heck won it last year? I don't remember. Uh, let me see. Uh, who was it last year? I don't know. Oh, I'm I've I've Adam Adam, Adam has left the bill. I can hear you, but <laughs> let me see if uh, I can fix it. No, it's no big deal. Uh, who won it last year? Oh, Suter won it last year. Daryl Suter won it last year. So, um, I don't know where Adam. Can, can you hear me, Adam, or no? Are I you, can hear you. you. No, right, I can well, hear you. Yeah, we're having some hear. technical difficulties right, right now. I guess. Yeah, but Adam's. Uh, we can't hear. <clears throat> I think a cat has entered the building too. So yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> So I don't know. It's I don't have the rest of the list. So I don't know where certain guys are, but um, we'll see how this changes uh, from this year to next year. So uh, I think it'll be a, an interesting one. And and it, that's the thing with the Jack Adams is it's always up for debate. Um, and people that's a award specifically that someone that you think like if we threw out three guys that we thought would be in uh, like the final right now it's probably not going to be those guys at the end of the year. There's always coaches that they like that kind of like flip the script as, as the season goes on and kind of like let them in on the, uh, yeah, the yeah. final three. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I kind of like the Jack Adams <clears throat> just because it's, it could, it, there's so much involved in it and a guy that would just come out of nowhere that has a really good season. They'll throw him in the mix. So, all right. Um, yeah. Any last words from Mr. Denker? Uh, no, uh, subscribe to locked on lightning, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. We are previewing the Atlantic division, uh, how those teams stack up, uh, how the lightning stack up against those teams, how they stack. We just did an episode of how they stack up against the Eastern conference. Uh, we already have a couple of Atlantic division features out. We did one with the guys most recently from Ottawa. So go and check that one out. That was a great episode. Uh, you got anything to plug, Chris? Uh, we have uh, we got a lot of crossovers in the hopper. I know we're, we're doing one with Tony from Locked On Vegas. Can't wait for that one. Uh, we're doing some more division ones uh, with Jack from Locked On Blackhawks. And uh, I think we have a Predators crossover coming up, too. So kind of like staying within the division um, and getting those kind of uh, getting people up to speed on what's going on with the opposition for next season so uh good stuff ahead including a brand new nhl season so uh that's gonna wrap it up for today everybody so thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day that is always appreciated he's mr adam denker from locked on lightning i'm chris maselli from locked on avalanche that'll wrap it up for today's episode enjoy the weekend we'll see you guys next week go abs go go